conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. Conscious couples and individuals from all over the world, welcome back to the one and only Conscious Couples Podcast. This is episode number 107. Mm-hmm. Be nice if I could get it right. And this is, sweetheart, what's the title? Have you become just like your parents? Wah, wah. wah. Yeah, that's a fear that many of us have deep down. And so if we triggered you, we apologize with that title, but we're glad you clicked because we've got some good stuff for you. So again, this is episode 107, Have You Become Just Like Your Parentals? (laughs) Before we jump into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Next Level Podcast Solutions for producing this show and so many others. Thank you for spreading so much personal growth, personal development, self-improvement into the world, into the interwebs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, my love, ladies first, what is your intention for today's episode? My intention for today's episode is to help our listeners that they don't have to become just like their parents, especially those who might be reflecting and saying, yeah, I definitely do not want to become just like my parents. Break the cycles that might have you in that direction and most specifically help in this episode identify what might be right now in the way of you becoming a little bit different in the good way from your parents. All right. So trigger warning on this episode, it can be very challenging and uncomfortable to talk about our parentals Mm -hmm. because we love them very much. And there's many things they did wonderfully well and many things they not so much, (laughs) not so much, so much. Mm. Uh, So we have a core story that we want to unfold here. So we have one couple that we coach that the female in the relationship came from a parental background, a, a upbringing where there was tons of emotions there was Mm -hmm. a lot of an emotional roller coaster everyone felt their emotions and it was kind of chaotic emotional storms everything was dramatized and a little bit over the top so picture that's one side of this pendulum Mm -hmm. okay super emotional about everything a little bit overreacty drama 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 that kind of thing yeah they are with a partner who grew up in the polar opposite And the polar opposite is just super stoic sort of flat line where even when something really big happens, negative or positive, there isn't really a ton of emotions expressed at all. Mm. And it's almost kind of swept under the rug like it's all good. It's all going to work out. It's all good. It's all going to work out. No big deal. No big deal. And so both partners are struggling a little bit because the female in the relationship who grew up in a very emotional roller coaster is craving positive centered emotions in her relationship and the male in the relationship is having trouble with this because they grew up without expressing emotions almost at all everything was fine everything's gonna be fine it's Mm -hmm. all good and so we all find ourselves these are two extremes on the spectrum obviously we all find ourselves somewhere 
in the middle. And for me, for my childhood, I had the big swings. I had super emotional and then super stoic. My stepdad was super, super stoic. My mom was super, super emotional and they didn't get along very well. So that, that clashed. But for all of us, what we really want to do with you is take you through some questions to contemplate this because what happens is we all want to take the good from our childhood and from our parents and from their relationship and what it was like, what was modeled. And we want to leave the bad. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, first we have to kind of go down this rabbit yeah, hole. But unfortunately, for most of us, what ends up happening a lot of the times is that our biggest fear ends up actually becoming our reality. So if you have the fear, I want everyone to check in with themselves of fearing of becoming just like your mother or just like your father. And I think that one of the things that gets in the way of people actually really doing this work that we're going to talk about is we oftentimes have what's called a halo effect, which is a cognitive distortion that essentially has us putting on the rose-colored glasses when it comes to looking at our childhood, looking at our upbringing, again, because it is a sensitive topic, and what happens if we were to actually take those rose-colored glasses off. Often we'll get, you know, maybe backlash from our family or we'll get the, we did the best we could, why wasn't that enough kind of approach from parents, right? So we do recognize that that is at play. So check in with yourself. What rose colored glasses are, do you have on? And what are you looking at in terms of your parents, your upbringing and their relationship in particular, that maybe you're fearful that if you were to take those rose colored glasses off, you would actually see the truth. So like, for example, in, in the couple that Alan, you gave once this couple started to take off their rose colored glasses and recognize that their family was quite an emotional storm they started to do that work and by doing so what we refer to as de-pedestaling the parents taking that halo effect off and just looking at it for what it was the woman in the relationship really started to recognize like wow I don't I don't ever want to become like that because while I can value and I can appreciate emotions I don't ever want to be that level of I can't control I can't regulate and I can't let my emotions dictate my entire world like my family did. So a lot of us have that fear of becoming just like our parents. So that's normal. And that's what I want to say before we dig into those questions. The second thing that I want to say, if we let that fear hold us back, ironically, we become just like our parents. And this is the onus where it comes on us to be able to break that cycle. Cue the questions, my love. So one thing I want to share about that is the rose-colored glasses, true, or the polar opposite. We all have a tendency to either look at our past with rose-colored glasses and see all the good and delete the maybe bad slash ugly. Yeah. Or we look at our childhood and think it was all bad, all ugly. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of two extremes, and that's, again, cognitive biases yeah. what that's referred to. The other one that you just mentioned is called the horn effect. So halo effect and the horn effect. Okay. So picture an angel angel and a devil. Yeah. (laughs) Angel and a devil makes perfect sense. Okay. So if we've all seen those cartoons with an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other, that's what we need to be careful of. And you need to listen to both and try to center up. Yeah. Look at the good for what it is. Accept that. Love that. Awesome. Look at the bad and the ugly as well. And try your best to get a 360 degree view of your own parents and their relationship. So these are the three questions that I want everyone to ask themselves. And I am going to ask myself as well. Emilia, please also participate. I shall. (laughs) Number one is, did they get along? Okay. (laughs) We love numbers here at Conscious Couples, myself 
in particular obsessed with numbers. Zero to ten, how well did they get along? Mm -hmm. Okay, and we're going to keep our numbers to ourselves here. <laughs> uh, my mother and stepfather did not get along. Yeah. They, did, they really just didn't. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go with a zero. What's fascinating that about that question is oftentimes we we use our comparison set. So the people that we know, like, for example, our friends, we get along. My parents got along in comparison to my other friends who maybe their parents were always fighting, you know, so like the little bit of fighting that we did experience. Yeah, I would say they got along. So and the rabbit hole goes deeper, too, because when you are comparing to other families, what if those couples were on their best behavior when they had company? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so whenever you have company over, everyone is more well-behaved, and it's not until behind the scenes with just the kids where things get rowdy. Oh, yeah. All right. So did they get along zero to 10, obviously? Is the 10 the they got along? Yes. 10 out of 10 means they were unbelievably good partners. They supportive. never fought. They were super supportive. Loving. loving. Affectionate. Yeah, affectionate. Well, oh, oh, oh. you're jumping ahead here, oh. love. So I have not shown these to Emilia yet, so I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> All right. Number two, behind door number two, <laughs> were they deeply in love? Aww. Zero to ten, how deeply in love were your parents? Nice contrast. Getting along and then in love. What's mm -hmm. the difference between that? That's, That's level one and then level two of I the Dagobah system. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. So were they deeply in love? So number one, did they get along? Zero to ten. Number two, were they deeply in love? Ooh. Zero to ten. Okay. So I'm going to go with a couple goose eggs on that one. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Number three, did they show love and affection while you were around mm -hmm. because again this is modeling this is what we all picked up unconsciously subconsciously when we're kids our hard drive is empty and we're just picking up data 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 and so did you see your parents show affection to each other did they hug did they kiss were they holding hands were they cutesy and all, that kind of thing or no mm -hmm. uh did they show love and affection question mark hashtag pda I, I would like reframe that to how did they show love like specifically how, because then that will direct our listeners to specific behaviors. And what's interesting is that it will direct them to reflect upon what love means to them and help them actually look at those behaviors. So like you just mentioned, what love means to you, right? You just outed yourself with that, like so, hand-holding, affection. You're affecting PDA. my... Oh, you're affecting you have another my, question? I ha, I ha, no, no, no. I don't have Poking another... Poking <laughs> Real quick, real quick. Here was my game plan, which you have completely derailed. <laughs> we obviously have, have gotten on the same page. We get along. We get along very well. Zero to ten. How well are we getting along right now? Uh, so what I was going to do with the listeners is... Um, with that third question is, did they show love and affection zero to 10? Ah. I was going to have them add up their oh. their numbers gotcha. and divide by three, Perfect. assuming they're not driving, in which case they've already turned off the episode. Oh, So no. uh, did they get along zero to 10? Um, so sweetheart, I would, if you don't mind being the warrior. I would love to. Yeah. The warrior is someone who charges first. So Emilia yeah. is going to be our warrior. Zero to 10. Did they get along? Definitely. I'm really proud of my, my parents and what they did and how they approached. And they're not perfect. They're human too. And I have... <sighs> remove my cognitive distortions and it's been a wonderful wild west mm -hmm. uh with that said zero to ten did they get along i would say statistically it's very high. statistically they were like an eight out of ten maybe even higher maybe even honest. a nine yeah. yeah from where i came from that's a 12 <laughs> well again there's the comparison <laughs> yeah. between yeah. what was my comparison set yeah. i was i'm literally comparing did they get along in comparison to my peers 
and it's a nine out of ten. Yeah, nice. And okay. Yeah, I can, so, I can point pinpoint where they didn't and the whys underneath that now. Okay. So nine. Were they deeply in love? Zero to ten. I would say a nine. Okay. So we've got two nines. Based on what I observed. Okay. Very nice. Cute. Very, very nice. Okay. Did they show love and affection? Hashtag PDA. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I would say it was probably like a six or seven. Okay. There you go. Nine, yeah. nine, and seven. That's not bad. Yeah. That's why we're having you do this and not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so nine plus nine is 18 plus seven is 25. Mm-hmm. plus 672 i'm kidding all right everybody i'm sorry all right so nine plus nine is 18 plus seven is 25 26. 25 plus seven um yeah 18 plus seven is 25 yep correct yes. correct okay 25 divided by three is 6.33 okay so no 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 no, no. definitely not i'll get my calculator out Hold on. What are we going to do? 25 divided by 3 is 8. 8.33. 8.33. There so you go. 8.33. What did we have? A 9? Mr. Number plus guy a nine over here. Yeah. Plus, plus a, a 6. six. No, no, no. Oh. Plus a 7. 9 plus, plus 9, nine plus, plus seven. 7. 25. Divided by 3. 8.33. 8.33. Okay, that's my bad. 8.33. The article with Alan and Amelia was just incredibly valuable. It was really cool to see that in just one session we were able to go so deep and to cover so many topics and without going too much into the troubles, without getting depressive or negative or anything like that. And it was just amazing to see that at the end of the call we were able to hop off the call with way more resources and way better equipped to build trust and to resolve our conflicts more effectively in the future than we were to begin with. So we got a lot of value from it and way more than we were both expecting. Not because we had low expectations, but because they really over-delivered, yeah. Yeah, and it was really just great to be able to chat with someone and just connect with another couple that's really interested in you know, growth and becoming better people and becoming better partners. So it was just really fun to actually be able to connect with someone that's really invested in each other and the relationship and everything. Yeah, they felt like really good friends that happened to be very wise. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you guys, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. So your parents, according to our Freudian analysis, <laughs> has have an 8.33 in terms of these metrics and um we should model that (laughs) no i didn't mean to go down the numbers rabbit hole but i do think it's important genuinely for all of our listeners to actually sit down Mm -hmm. ask these questions be honest with yourself about the ratings Mm -hmm. and i think numbers help us be more honest because we want to give higher or lower scores even there right you know you're you're sitting there going wow is it a 10 9 8 you either want to go higher or lower that's a cognitive bias whenever you want to increase or decrease the number out of fear that's a cognitive bias at work of either the rose-colored glasses or the horn effect so horn halo halo. effect or horn effect okay so that was my game plan uh, (laughs) sorry no no it's okay yeah blew it up what are your thoughts on all that so with that being said i i think that you know, the 8.33 number, essentially, based on this analysis that I have, the question would be like, how did I, even given the 8.3, what was the quote unquote, great components of their relationship that I really, on my own accord, aspired to model and develop 
and be able to be that influence for others, you can see like I'm the byproduct of not only seeing what was great in their relationship and wanting to model that and wanting to carry on that legacy myself in my own unique way, but also while recognizing the things that I wish I had seen, the things that I wish if I could have waved a magic wand for each one of them in their cute little love story. And that's what I'm doing in my own accord. So that process, that journey has really required more objective perspective on what was the good and what was the bad for lack of better words and then help to kind of integrate that into the the map if you will of how I want to navigate forward in my relationship whether it be communication or how I approach dating or um, especially conflict what how do we navigate conflict and I think for all of our listeners when you go through this process through this episode whatever your number is, then try to kind of pull apart. It's like a picture, like a loaf of bread, just like pull it into two. What was the good? What was the bad? And you're modeling both of those likely. And here's the thing. And get rid of the burnt toast. Yeah. Well, you're, you're inherently going to model whatever you grew up around. And when you can look at it objectively, it's, it's a matter of what do I want to continue to perpetuate? So let's give some tangible examples. So Emilia, when yep. we first got together, she said, we're never going to fight. Yep. And I, I've talked about that before on the podcast, because to me, that was based on my childhood, not possible. Yeah. And she said, no, 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 it's possible. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. And your family never fought around the children. Nope. Awesome. Yeah. So you wanted to model that. That was something that you wanted to perpetuate. Mm-hmm. And so there's certain things from our childhoods that we want to perpetuate. And there's certain things, cycles that we want to break. Right. So you are the cycle breaker, love. <laughs> how does one of our listeners identify a cycle they want to break? And then how, how would they go about breaking it with tangible examples? Yeah. So a tangible example is that part of what I saw modeled for me, which was the never fighting around the kids. Cool. That's great. However, what I've come to learn the cycle that I wanted to break and that we are breaking is, uh, emotional vulnerability and healthy conflict resolution Mm -hmm. because I didn't necessarily have exposure into fighting discord conflict. I didn't necessarily get a lot of skill sets, if you will, through that observation of like, how do you deal with conflict? How do you deal with it in a healthy way? Instead of just leaving the room when you're pissed off or when you're upset, how do you work on emotional regulation, self-awareness skills, empathy, and just sitting in that discomfort? And that's something that I have through my relational history, recognize that that's the quote unquote bad that I didn't have in my relationship with every upside, there's a downside. Mm -hmm. And so through that, I've wanted to break that cycle of not have a relationship where there's low emotional intelligence, not have a relationship where there's low vulnerability, not have a relationship that you can't navigate conflict in a healthy way because for extraordinary relationships one of the key components one of the key elements is actually making sure that you can have healthy conflict oh yeah so for you and i we're working on that right now we before we have children episode. yeah yeah right in this episode you were derailing my my game plan and we ha- handled that very healthily we did I we, we did, did. i poked your knee yeah you know like I, we did a little footsies no yeah. but with that being said so those are the three like definitely i would say the three things when it really comes down to taking the bad and the tangible things that you and i are working on before we have kids so that we can actually work through those things and have a little bit of like if you will training on these things that we want to make sure are are modeled for our children not because we're going to arrange the game and, and rig the game if you will but rather because that's who we are and so vulnerability is something that you and I are working on 
me more than you. Emotional intelligence is something that you and I are working on when it comes to self-regulation. If you want your partner to be more emotionally intelligent, like Emilia wanted for me, yeah. start a podcast about emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then the, the third component is self-awareness and being able to have a growth mindset in that. So for me, while my, my parents do have more of a growth mindset than I would say a lot of other couples in my peer group, they definitely have fixed mindsets in some areas that I wish there was more growth. And so for me, I've actually shifted gears and took self-awareness, vulnerability and, and emotional regulation. All of those are EQ and brought that into our relationship, which is why this podcast exists, arguably, um, because those are the the bad, quote unquote, or the things that I didn't have that I really want to make sure that we break that cycle for our children to give them access. All right. So step one, listeners, reflect on your parents' relationship. And identify the two pieces of bread. You have the burnt toast and the good stuff. What was really good? Write a list, two columns. What was really good about their relationship that you want to continue? Mm. And then what came with that that might have been a little bit of burnt toast? Yeah. And then step two, identify the causes of the burnt toast. And then step three is reach out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, reach out and we can help you break the cycles of the burnt toast, for lack of better phrasing. But yeah. seriously... Once you identify what you do not want to perpetuate in your relationship, don't try to change it all at once. Definitely not. Just choose one cycle you want to break. Yeah. So what's a good example of that? Let me give a tangible example. Uh, oh, okay. So raising, sorry, okay. uh, raising your voice was something that yeah. was common in my childhood. Yep. I'm breaking that cycle in our relationship. Proud of you. And that's a perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. We don't go over a certain decibel. And if we mm -hmm. do, Emilia kind of is like, can you not? And then I, <laughs> I dial it back down and, um, I bring self-awareness. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. And it's very cute. <laughs> so I've never gotten over a certain decibel and I'm breaking How that cycle. So whatever the burnt toast is, just start working on the, whatever that list is on that right column. Left column is all the wonderful things. Great. Mm -hmm. Right column is all of the things that kind of came with that, that maybe were not so great. Yeah. And then work on that, identify and rectify. Yeah, I remember one thing that I had had a conversation with my father at one point and I, you know, I was talking about emotions and like vulnerability and, and there was like a firefighter part that came out like, how the heck do you expect me to have, you know, emotions when I grew up having to trigger warning? put my dog down, you know, on my own accord or like the things that he got exposure to when he was a kid and had to do. And I know a lot of boomers have a lot of this in them you know, having to go through what they had to go through at such a young, innocent age, it essentially numbed them to their ability to kind of connect into their emotions. And so why I mentioned that is because the burnt toast essentially that you had experienced or observed from this exercise, there's a reason why there's burnt toast there. Yeah. And I want to make it clear that just because, so all parents maybe are doing their best, but they're not bettering their best necessarily. And we, it is important to just macro this for a second. And remember, yeah. you know, Google's only 25 years old, you know, conscious couples podcast didn't yeah. exist. The research about emotional intelligence wasn't as prolific as it is now. And so, yeah. you know, our parents, parents and our parents, 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 
and grandparents, they, they had upbringings that were very primitive in comparison when it comes to all the research and all of the understandings yeah. we have of emotional intelligence, neuroscience, communication, vulnerability. Conflict. There wasn't TED Talks back then. There wasn't the internet. <laughs> so again, that doesn't make it okay. Right. But it is important to understand that, believe it or not, your childhood, no matter how bad it was, might actually be better than what theirs was. <laughs> and so it's your job to break the cycle, as yeah. you would say. So Absolutely. That's all I've we got, can love. not toast the toast. Retoast the toast. Let's, and that's where that generational trauma comes in so don't reburn the toast yeah bake a fresh <laughs> bread of we're really <laughs> loaf of bread yeah bake a fresh loaf of bread <laughs> That's a tongue we are really Alrighty. riding this metaphor into the ground <laughs> so it's time for us to go now Hi. uh if you are curious about how to <laughs> how bake to bake bread, bread. <laughs> no if you do want help breaking the cycle of the perpetuation of what you saw in your childhood in yeah. your current relationship and you identify, well, I'm doing that to my partner or with my partner, Yeah, reach out, Relationship Talks Coaching. The first one's completely free. We would love to meet you, meet our listeners, and I promise you, you will leave that call more empowered than you went in. Thousand percent. We also would love to invite you to our next Relationship Talks event. It is going to be on March 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This will be our 33rd event and we'll be going into all things, the four biggest relationship killers. And uh, if you want to know how not to kill your relationship, the get first in that one event. is bad metaphors. <laughs> yeah, bake, baking bread together. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we would love to have you there. You don't have to have your camera or mic on, as you probably have heard us say. Come in your snuggies, come with a coffee, listen in the car with your kids. Um, it's a wonderful event to get around conscious couples and conscious community members and we would love to have you there and if you do have your children around just make sure you mention that in the chat so that i swear less i really appreciate it yeah i have one client i do not want her child's first words to be a swear because of me yeah so for sure we appreciate you thank you so much for listening as always it's not about you or me it's about the, the we. we we'll talk to you next time bye everyone Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community, so please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia, and Alan is a Lazarus88. Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.